Welcome back to Jay Tendencies. I am your host, Jay Suave. And I'm Jay Reese. And if you're here this week, thank you for tuning in again. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with all your family. If you're with your family, we just hope you had a good time in general. This week in the NFL has honestly been a not not too crazy of a week, but a pretty good week in the NFL. So we're mm-hmm. going to start with a little recap with some NBA too, just, just some things, just some things across the sports world. Uh, before we get over into the NFL, let me go ahead and start with um, one thing I want to talk about. The NBA is my Miami Heat. Man, we keep losing leads in the fourth quarter, and it's really um, frustrating me, man. We lost two of the last four games, um, and the fourth quarter play all season has been just a problem for this team. The only game where we didn't have a fourth quarter problem was last game against the um, Nets and the uh, game against the um, Cavaliers. The Cavaliers is because we blew them dudes out, and last game is because we were losing all games. So there wasn't really a problem in the fourth quarter because we were already losing. But, you know, um, that's really been a problem for this team, and if we want to make it far in the playoffs, that's something we have to get fixed up, especially um, now, so we don't have to worry about it later in the season. But at least Hami Hakez Jr. has been playing outstanding this year. And I'm really proud that glad that we got him on our team because he's been looking like a real stud for us. Most definitely. I mean, Jimmy Butler said, yeah, I'll be playing 97 to 98 games this year, so mm-hmm. y'all going to have to step it up. But we, we're going to get right into the NFL. And just starting off on Thanksgiving, the Lions lost another Thanksgiving game, y'all. They haven't won one since 2016, and especially a team that was just 8-2, and 8-3 and three right now. Things kind of went south for them whenever the game just started. Mm-hmm. And you had Jordan Love, first drive, 3-for-3, three three, like 71 yards and a touchdown. So it mm-hmm. just started off pretty bad. And even with that, you just got the defense not playing well. You got the offense. You got Jared Goff turning the ball over like four yeah. times. what wasn't really a good day for them. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really surprised, though, because the last couple of weeks we've seen this with the Lions, but they've um, fortunately been able to come back and win. So, um, But the Green Bay Packers aren't that bad of a team where you know they'll let them come back, Excuse me, especially on that defensive side of the ball. So like we saw with the Chargers, they were able to keep it close, and um, they ended up winning that game. They were able to come back after the mistakes and the turnovers that Jerry Goff had, Jared Goff had against the Chicago Bears. But, you know, having that kind of um, – having that kind of – that – turnover problem this yeah. game especially when Jordan Love's playing out of his mind which is I think was this week he did the best he's ever done or was it last yeah, week it was yeah. this week and you even had Rashawn Gary on the defensive side going crazy mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where like if you it's complimentary football mm-hmm. your offense plays well for your defense your defense plays well for your offense so yeah let me go let me talk about the game of the year for a little bit you know possibly game of the year with the Philadelphia Eagles versus the um Buffalo Bills man an overtime nail biter you know Buffalo led 17 at seven and a half and Jalen Hurts only had 33 passing yards he had two turnovers and one rushing touchdown at halftime and then bro you know you know the memes where he's leaning back bro had to lean in to lean in forward in the chair Bro had to lock in bro had to lock in the Eagles came back after trailing most of the game um Jake Elliott sunk a 49 yard field goal in the fourth quarter, in the pouring rain to send it into overtime, which is just crazy, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I could do that. <laughs> you all work? I don't think you can <laughs> make a Put me out on that field. <laughs> Bro, if you could make a PAT, I'll give you, I'll give you $50. A PET? <laughs> Say no a more. PAT? PAT? We, we going to do this. It. Hey, and there's going to be a video. There's going to be a video, <laughs> right? I'll give, you, I'll give you three tries. Three tries Say, to make one. Say no more. Three tries to make Say one no PAT. More. I promise you you won't make it. And you can, you can pick your holder because I'm not holding it for you because I'm, no I'm a bad holder. But, um, yeah, Josh Allen, he was cooking us the whole game. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. He was dotting us up through the air, through with his legs. You know, that one um, interception he had, that was just a great play by Bradbury to um, know where he was throwing the ball and getting there before, you know, the receiver could. 
But Josh Allen at the in overtime, he drives down the field after they get the ball first. Um, they have a bit of miscommunication because Gabe, Gabe Davis had the option route. He chose to run the corner route instead of the post, and then the post is what Josh Allen expected him to run because um, Josh Allen didn't have time to throw because he got pressured immediately. So that led him to kick the field goal. Jalen Hurts, you know, went down the field, scored with on QB draw, which was really frustrating and exciting because you know I'm glad Jalen Hurts scored a rushing touchdown, a real rushing touchdown, as some haters would say. But I didn't like it was on a QB draw because Brian Johnson has been calling QB draws all season and they haven't worked. And I, and I hated the play all this season because people have locked into it. So um, I'm glad it worked, though. Jalen Hurts ended the game with 200 passing yards, 65 rushing yards, five total touchdowns, man. Five tuds, baby. Like, that's crazy. And then Josh Allen, you know, he also had a really great game. There was a great game by Swift and Smitty on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Swift, LaShawn McCoy put it out halfway through the game. Let's just, um, just – Andre Swift is a guy that needs 20 carries a game on this team. Because if you get cause he's getting like 12 to 14 carries a game, and he's getting like 70-some yards whenever he's getting them carries. So if you give him the carries, he's going to be like, he could probably lead the league in rushing guards. Probably not this season, but probably like in a future season if he's still with the Eagles. Yeah, y'all, y'all look pretty good yesterday, and I kind of want to touch on the offensive line yesterday. And in the first half, it was atrocious. Jack and Driscoll was getting his... Um, shit destroyed. <laughs> and, and I didn't even, like, I, I didn't watch much of the first half because mm-hmm. I wasn't home. But I, I'm just watching, like, I'm basically, like, not live watching because it was halftime at the yeah. time. And I'm watching through the first half. And I'm and I'm literally thinking because I forgot that Lane Johnson wasn't playing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who is there at right tackle? And then I see it's Jack Driscoll. And he's, Buddy got destroyed three plays in a row. But also, I want to point out that whenever the fourth quarter came, Whenever OT came, this man stepped up like no other. Like, whenever mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift had that run, the Eagles, their run blocking was insane. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's way better than their pass game, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. And uh, whenever all this stuff was happening at OT, you got Jason Kelsey with two penalties in crunch time. Mm-hmm. And Which was, is uncharacteristic <laughs> for Jason Kelsey. At all. That's one of the best centers in the league. Well, no, and, and you just got that. And it's just like, wow, man. Like, I, I thought they were going to mess around and lose it because of Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But they ended up prevailing. But at, at that last drive, I think Jack Driscoll, he kind of basically took all that other stuff out of his mind and locked in, bro. Like, whenever I saw it, that was, like, really the only guy I was watching. And, yeah. and you see him in the pass pro on the last couple of plays, and no one's getting around him. Mm-hmm. So and that's a good. That's a um, really good thing that he uh, – a lot of the people on this team do. They like they make mistakes. Like, everybody makes mistakes, but they don't let those mistakes define them for the rest of the game. They get it off their mind real quick and um, answer back, you know, like the last play didn't happen, which is really good, and which is what Jalen Hurts was able to do in that second half. You know, 30, he had 33, like we said before, 33 passing yards in the first half, came back with 167, and then, um, you know, and then threw five, three touchdown passes and got a, the game-winning rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way, since um, y'all weren't, we didn't, we didn't, you didn't hear me say it after the Chiefs game because you didn't know. I told y'all we was gonna win that game. You know what I'm saying? I guaranteed win last up uh, Monday or last Tuesday. And then uh, y'all obviously didn't see my reaction afterwards. But I was locked in. I was excited, man. I was ready. I told y'all. You know, I wasn't worried at all. Of course, I wasn't worried at all. Right? Um, these games are never stressful. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. And speaking of the Chiefs, they had ended up just beating the Raiders 31 to 17. I honestly wanted the Raiders to prevail, but because you know the whole Antonio Pierce, Aiden McConnell thing, and I I really liked the team honestly this year. I mean, you had Jacob, you had Josh Jacobs with a 63 yard touchdown on the ground, mm-hmm. 
And just coming out this game, you, you saw them up 7-0, I mean 14-0 even. And then they had Patrick Mahomes on 13 total offensive yards. Yeah, which... I mean, you were thinking that they might mess around and win this thing. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, that was at home too, but they ended up losing. And whenever they go to Arrowhead, I really don't see much yeah. else. But at the same time, they had a really good game. I, I wish it would have... I wish they would have beat Miami last week because mm -hmm. they could have been 6-6 six and six right now if they did because that was one of the games I put as my games of the week last week. And it was just one of those things to where, like, they had a legit chance to win. And y'all saw last week they only won by – they only lost by seven. Mm -hmm. So the Raiders had a pretty good game. But now they're five and seven. And speaking of that, you have a new second-place contender in the a AFC West. In the Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah. And they have won five in a row, y'all. And they're in playoff contention now. They're six and five. It's been a crazy turn of events for this team. And after losing that game to the Dolphins, they said, all right, <laughs> that ain't never happening yeah. again. Mm -hmm. They got 70 dropped on them and literally said, all right, boys, we need a luck. And you got Russ cooking. Let mm -hmm. Russ cook. The Cleveland Browns, who have one of the one of the if not the best defenses in the league, had no answer for the Denver Broncos. Man, exactly. they had thirty one points, I believe, right or am I something like that around there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, um, the only thing that I need to see going forward is I need more Marvin Mims targets over Jerry Judy. At this point, I think Marvin Mims is a, a more explosive player. I'll say Jerry Judy is still one of the um, better route runners in the league, but you know I, I'll put more trust in Marvin Mims after what I, what limit, little stuff I've seen from him so far in his rookie year. Yeah, and it's and you saw Russell Wilson, thirteen for twenty two, with one hundred thirty four yards and a touchdown, mm -hmm. and winning a game with those stats, you have a good team. Yeah. So we're we're gonna see them, um, we're gonna see them next couple weeks, and hopefully they win some more games. I mean, I know a lot of people will be sick if they don't, but like this is like a I won't say Cinderella story. But this is a oh, it's a redemption, redemption story, story, especially after the horrible year they had last year. It's a, this is very much needed from them. Like we we might see them for real make a push into the um, into the postseason, y'all. Yeah. All right, I want to go ahead and talk about. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this. You know, um, they were recording this is Monday the twenty seventh. You'll begin this on Tuesday the twenty eighth. But this morning, Frank Reich was fired from the Carolina Panthers, and so was your, um, I believe your running back coach and your um, quarterback coach. Yes. For and I just want to ask you, is this a good move or do you think it's a bad move? Bro, this is probably the best move we could have, bro. I mean, it's about time. Am I right? And I'm honestly surprised that they didn't – I'm surprised, like, they didn't keep him longer. And that's not even, like, me liking a Frank Reich thing. I just think it's a Panther ownership thing. Mm -hmm. And you saw whenever we had Matt Rule, everyone is under Panthers Twitter every game – Talking about fire him, fire him, fire mm -hmm. him every single week. And y you're just there and you're like, they kept Matt Rule for three years. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, why, why even bother? You know, we, we've had, you know, like you said, we have six head coaches since 2019. Since 2019. And it, it's just been a wild ride. I'm, I'm glad we fired him. We're about to have seven since mm -hmm. 2019. <laughs> but I mean, we, we got rid of the assistant, Deuce Staley. And Josh McCown. I don't, honestly, y'all, whenever we hired Josh McCown on to be a QB's mm -hmm. coach, we were cooked. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, what is what has Josh McCown done? He's been a, 
Um, he's been a player in this in the National Football he, League. He's played. <laughs> he's been a player in the <laughs> National Football League. He's so been a player that. in the National Football League. You know, but but other than that, I mean, I don't know, bro. I mean, the the offense just produced ten points in each of the last two games after Rank took over play calling, mm-hmm. bro. After he took it, took play calling from. Brown. I know you didn't see that la- that last play of um your drive for the bro, game. Bro, I had to stop watching. Oh y'all. my, yeah, what's it called? I we told me and um our friend told him afterwards what happened because he didn't see what the play, but it was a fourth and six. You know, game on the line. This is where you want get your um give us some confidence in your new rookie quarterback. You know, take let him take a shot down the field with a minute left. With him, no, I think it was two minutes. I think I think it said two minutes. Okay, but I like think I still, that's yeah. so much time. And then, you know, instead of doing anything, they threw a. Um, I thought it was Adam Thielen, but it wasn't. But they threw a bubble screen to I think it was Terrence Marshall, and then the blocking Adam Thielen didn't block that, and then that led to um, Terrence Marshall cutting inside, and the old lineman couldn't go out there to block in time. So it was just a horrible play design at a, at the wrong moment of the game. Y'all, there's there's no way. We have to get six yards and throw five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, I really don't understand. And you had Derrick Henry out there dribbling people. Yes, bro, but I mean, that's, that, that, that's regular, yeah. bro. <laughs> I just think it's funny. That, that, I, I just love watching him dribble people. That's just the funny thing to say. Like, that, you were getting dribbled, bro. That's a day's work, bro. But, I mean, it it's just surprising they didn't keep him a bit longer. But Tepper's a proud owner. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I... Hopefully y'all saw what like he was saying on the way out of the locker room. He dropped the f bomb walking out, and at that point you could already tell that this team is cooked. Like this team is a whole dumpster fire. Hopefully y'all get a um, replacement at GM too, so y'all can. Expect, yeah, yeah Scott need, Fitterer gotta yeah. go, and honestly, his first year of drafting wasn't too bad. But I mean, you you look at you look at this year's draft, and you look at last year. I mean, besides like Bryce. You got Jonathan Mingo, not good. Mm-hmm. You got DJ Johnson. He just got injured. But I, I really feel like DJ Johnson can be better, especially at that linebacker position. And I, I really just hope that the Panthers keep the main guys that kind of we want to stay on this team. If we get rid of Frankie Louvoo, y'all, if we get rid of Frankie, I'll be so sad. <laughs> and just, just guys like Brian Brand is going to leave. Yeah, he's so. gone. He's gone, but I really, really want to keep Frankie. Hopefully, I mean, I don't think Derrick Brown's contract is over, so we're going to yeah, keep him. I think he has another year or so. Yeah, so that'll and be tough because Derrick Brown's getting up there to being one of the top DTs in the league. And hopefully next year, you know, you get a lot more of Jeremy Chin and, um, Jeremy Chin and um, what's his name? J.C. Uh, Horn. J.C. Horn, yes, thank you. Um, hopefully, because J.C. Horn's been hurt a lot since his rookie year. So he hasn't been able to play, you know, a full season. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he gets a full season under his belt because he really is he was really looking like one of the better young cornerbacks in the league. Whenever he's on the field, y'all, it's literally it's a whole different defense. And our defense is already somewhat good, but with JC Horn on the field, you necessarily take half of the field away, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just one of those things where it, it, it's about time. The Panthers just assured their sixth straight losing season since David Tepper bought the team back in 2018. So, God, what a it, franchise! <laughs> it, it, it's been it's been quite the six years for me. If you have if you haven't been able to tell, hey, do you have any replacements that you think would be suitable um, instead of Frank Reich? I have a couple that I want to go over real quick before you give your options. You obviously have the obvious choice that everybody says every offseason, which is Eric Bieniemy. He'll bring a creativity to the offense that Frank Wright couldn't have brought. 
You'll, um, there's Brian Flores, the DC for the Vikings. You know, he was a um, head coach for the Dolphins before. And um, I know you guys probably were going to looking for a more offensive-minded head coach to help out Bryce Young. But I think that would really help, like, you, they got um, when they got um, D'Amico Ryans over there in the, with the Texans. He's a defensive-minded head coach, but he's still be able, he was still able to bring off people to help develop C.J. Shroud, and you see how well that's turned out. You also have Ben Johnson, the Lions O.C., um, and Frank Smith, the Dolphins O.C., two of the better offenses in the league, you know, so um, especially with the Dolphins, so you probably want to take a look at those guys. And then one guy who might need a, um, who might want a, you know, redemption story as a head coach would be Dan Quinn, the Cowboys, D.C. Imagine Dan Quinn and then somehow convincing Brian Burns to stay, and then you get that, and then J.C. Horn comes back, and you see what he do, was able to do in um, helping the development of um, of Trayvon Diggs, and, you know, you're seeing it now with Deron Bland under, <coughs> under um, my bad. You're good. Under Dan Quinn's scheme. So imagine, you know, J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin under that scheme. Like, that'd be scary. That would be. And Dan Quinn would be pretty good just because I know he used to be the coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. He'd be there. He'd be like, all right, it's time that I should start running this division again. But I think one of my guys that I really want to get, and I really hope if it happens it doesn't backfire, I really want Ben Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most Panthers fans agree with me. And I say that, but Ben Johnson is one of those OCs. The, I mean, this guy's offense dropped 42 points on us. So, like, it, it, it's just like, man, we, we need this guy on our team, and we even got to get rid of Fitter or two. Mm -hmm. But I'm just a really big fan of Ben Johnson. I I don't know about the enemy, just because, I mean, we, we saw him in Kansas City. Great offensive mind. I just don't know if he's a guy for Carolina. But you see what he's doing over there in um in Washington, and he's doing a really good job in Washington, bringing some life to that offense yeah. that wasn't there previously. So I think him with um trying to, you know, develop Bryce Young that'd be really helpful. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I it would be good. I just don't know if I could. I don't know if I'd see it like myself, mm -hmm. like just as of right now, this moment. I understand. In life. I understand. But, I mean, just in general, my, my favorite would be Ben Johnson for the job. Y'all yeah, want Brian Johnson? <laughs> we do not want, want Brian, Brian Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> we do not want Brian Johnson. Bro, it's okay, bro. Take him. Anybody else but it's him. It's cool, bro. Take him. Bro, y'all got to fire them. Bro, if we got Brian Johnson, we'd run another bubble screen <laughs> on fourth and six. You'll be ready QB draws with Bryce Young. Oh my goodness, that'd be terrible, that'd be, bro. <laughs> that'd be hilarious, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And, but what's it called? Let's go ahead and talk about this one topic that um, your dad had brought up to us that he wanted us to talk about, which is a really good topic, by the way, um, which is the skills gap between the starting quarterbacks in the league. You know, you have, he was curious about how you get people, you know, that are like great quarterbacks in the league. You get the Joe Burrows, the Patrick Mahomes, the Jalen Hurts, and some people like that. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you have, you know, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett. People like that. Yeah. So what do you think about that situation, man? I mean, in in today's world, in today's NFL, you have quarterbacks who basically are breaking traditional norms and changing the way that scouts evaluate that position mm -hmm. at quarterback. And instead of looking for pocket passers with the right mechanics or textbook footwork and talent evaluators that – Co coaches are mainly looking for – coaches are looking to take chances on raw athletes and build their strengths around people who are just straight-up mm -hmm. playmakers, bro. 
Like, I mean, it, it's changed ever since we've had Lamar in the league, bro. Yeah. And he and he really started it. And you would have hoped it would have been Cam in, tw- in 2012, but you still had pocket patches then. Mm-hmm. But whenever Lamar came into the league, won MVP in 2018, that's whenever it really changed. Because even in that draft class, you had Kyler Murray come out of that draft class mm-hmm. the year he won MVP. So whenever he came out, people are noticing. Because he won Offensive Rookie of the Year that year, yeah. too. So people are starting to take notice. That. Of these people that, you know, are unconventional and break the norms by going out of the pocket that it can run and throw. Exactly. You know, like the biggest project that was out of this draft, you know, um, was Anthony Richardson. And when he wasn't hurt, you know, he was looking great. He was looking like the second coming of Cam Newton. Like he was looking real amazing, you know. And I was excited to see what he was able to do. And I, and I felt like he would have – him and C.J. Stroud would have had a really good run for offensive rookie of yeah. the year. Because you even look at it, the Colts are 6-4 and four with Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew. And you cannot tell me that Anthony Richardson would not have this team any better. Yeah. So And, and also, I feel like it's how you're coached in the league, too, mm-hmm. as a quarterback. Like, coming in and having your quarterback's coach being Josh McCown. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it, it's really about how you're coached, bro. And it's a mentality of, like, whenever you're coming out from college to – like and, and I feel like that's one of the big reasons why Johnny Manziel didn't do good because Johnny Manziel, all he wanted to do was party. Mm-hmm. And he there were so many distractions in college. Where it was just party, booze, Drake, yeah. stuff like that. But whenever you come out and be like, this is really a business now, like it's exactly what Tom Brady told C.J. Stroud. He was like, this is your profession. This is your job. This isn't a game anymore. You feel me? But... And you can even tell whenever, like, there's a good quarterback that has no wide receivers and no offensive mm-hmm. line. And it's so much different than just a bad quarterback, bro. Yeah. And you can even see that with Bailey Zapp and Mac Jones. And I was just talking about this the other day with just some of my friends. I honestly think that if Mac Jones had an offensive line and good receivers, he'd probably be way better than he is right now. Mm-hmm. And... And you saw it in college. It's not like Mac Jones is just, like, terrible. He looks terrible out there. But at the same time, what help does he have mm-hmm. at all? And I feel like this is different with with other positions, too. And, and it's really big with wide receivers because if, if you watch college football in, like, the 2010s era, you're going to know what I'm talking about here. But if DeAnthony Thomas or Tavon Austin was drafted, like, last year mm-hmm. or two years ago, Boy, would these guys yeah. be dogs. And they were they were just born a few years early. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's just crazy to think about because you'll see guys on, on these NFL offenses be Swiss Army knives. Mm-hmm. And you see guys like Debo Samuel. Like, it, I'm, it's just crazy because you, you'll go back. And I know a lot of my guys do this. They'll go back and watch Tavon Austin, West Virginia highlights <laughs> with that one song on it. Y'all know what the I'm Helen talking Beck about. Yeah, yeah, they got Helen back. And it, it's just one of the craziest things ever, bro. I, mean, I totally agree with you. you. Know, first thing first, you know, love of the game does have a lot to do with it. Like we said, with, like you said with Johnny Manziel, he didn't have no love for the game. He just wanted to, he wanted to skip all the hard work and everything. He just wanted to be the superstar, and all he did was party, which obviously led to his downfall. Then you have, you know, coaching is obviously a big issue. Bryce Young, you know, he he doesn't have the right, he didn't have the right coach, so they moved on from him, uh, for uh, from Frank Wright. But C.J. Stroud, you know, he has a good coach that trusts that trusts C.J. Stroud, and um, put the right people around him to help him develop. But then you look at Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence is kind of in the was kind of in the Bryce Young situation, right? When he had Urban Meyer there, head coaching of the Jaguars, and then 
everybody was ready to call him a bust because he was looking really, really, really bad under Urban Meyer. And then they go out there, get Dougie P, they get him some weapons, and all of a sudden he's improved drastically. And this is the you know um, once-in-a-generation talent that people were talking about when he came into the draft. So it's like that's really um, what helps. You know, there's other stuff that comes along with it too, because you have to. People need a good roster, right? Yeah. Like Kyler Murray right now, he's a franchise quarterback, right? But yeah, two and ten. Um, but <laughs> people aren't saying, people aren't talking about Kyler Murray and what he's doing right now because they're putting him not in the as a top ten quarterback right now because of how bad his roster is. So he's not able to win games. He's not able to get the help that he needs. But then you have Brock Purdy, who's being able to like. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is a bad quarterback, nothing like that. Brock Purdy is looking really good, but he's definitely looking a lot better because he's on the 49ers with that system, with that great line, with those great weapons, with the best running back in the league. So you know, our, your roster and how it's constructed is a lot um, has a lot to do with it. Like we said, with um, hard love of the game, Johnny Manziel didn't have none of that, but Tua Tagovailoa has a love of the game, right? He he didn't want to quit football, so because that was a real option for him because of all those concussions last year. So he, since he loved the game so much, he spent time at offseason learning how to take hits better so he can um, stay healthier and play longer. You know, and there's a lot of intangible stuff that, you know, comes along with the quarterback position mm-hmm. that some quarterbacks don't have, right? Tom Brady, one of the most cool and calm and collected people you'll see in the face of pressure. So um, that's something you can't coach, right? If you're, if you're going to get spooked in pressure, that's just going to happen, right? Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the best quarterbacks at reading, exploiting, and processing a defense. Not every quarterback can do that, and you can't coach that all the time. So it's like these are things that, you know, it's really great, good to be, have, to be a great quarterback in the league, but not everybody has it. Dak Prescott, he's a great quarterback, but when the moment's big, he the pressure gets on him, and you can tell, right? So it's like no, not one saying Dak's a bad quarterback. Dak's definitely a, bad. a football guy, yeah. though. Yeah, Dak's a football guy, though, but that's the thing, though. Not, we're not saying Dak's bad, but he doesn't have those intangibles that these other quarterbacks have, but that's just, that's just how it works sometimes. You know, you get people that are just don't that have talent that comes into a big part of it, right? Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league right now, but he has a bad head, bad head coach, and so he can't, you know, fire perform, that man, fire him already. <laughs> I won't be surprised if it happens this week after Frank Reich got fired. Hopefully, you know, we're hoping for him, but um, Justin Herbert, you know, great talent has a bad head coach though, so he's not getting treated right. I mean, he's not, no, I'm saying he's getting treated right. But he's not um, getting, he's not using his talents in the right way. You know, Patrick Mahomes, amazing talent. You know what they paired him up with? An amazing head coach in Andy Reid. But then you have Kenny Pickett, right? He has a great head coach. Bro's just bad. <laughs> like, bro doesn't have talent, you know what I'm saying? So you can't coach talent, you yeah. know? But if you don't have the talent, you know, you got to be able to, um, but the dedication, the hard work in it. Jalen Hurts came in the league, wasn't the best thrower of the football, you know, but he, was, he put the dedication into it, right? He, continu- he continuously spent time to get better in the off-seasons. And you've seen over the past few years, his passing stats just keep getting better and better. The only thing that kind of went um, down or really up was his turnover rate, which was the interceptions this year. But that's what happens when you start passing the ball more. You're yeah. going to <clears throat> intercept the ball more. But that's just something. He's just dedicated to his craft. So he's getting better and better each time and um, each year because he's dedicating his time to his craft. And if Kobe Bryant was still alive, that'd be Kobe Bryant's favorite player because he has really has that uh, mama mentality, you know. And then bro, quick glazing. Bro, <laughs> I'm not talking about um, that. I'm talking about the topic, bro. Man. He's your hero. We get it. <laughs> uh, situation also has a big part of it. You know, Justin Fields. You know he. You know he has a lot of talent. You know he's really he's really good, but he's in a really bad situation right now. Just like Geno Smith when he was drafted. He was drafted in the first round. He was in a very bad situation, and he was able to bust. And he was a bust for like people in a lot of people's eyes for ten years or so, right? 
Then he goes over to the Seattle Seahawks, and he had a coach that was able to that trusted him, and he was they were able to build him up, and then um, he was able to bounce back, and he has exceeded expectations so far in Seattle because no one expected Seattle to be this good under Geno Smith, you know, um, and that's just a lot of um, what happens, you know. It's about most there's a lot of stuff that comes together to, you know, that separates the great quarterbacks in the league from the bad quarterbacks. Talent is a part of it, but it's not the whole thing, right? It's also roster, coaching, love of the game, your intangibles dedication and the situation that you're put into so it's really hard to you know kind of predict which um, guys are going to be that guy every time that's why you know there's a lot of us because you think this guy's gonna be that guy but he ends up not being him so you know yeah I even want to like talk about Bryce Young whenever it comes to that I know we keep going back to him but I mean like you look at Bryce Young off the field and he's a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. And you'll even hear that from coaches. You'll hear from analysts. So it's just not me mm-hmm. saying that. Yeah, that's why he was labeled a captain as a rookie in the league. <laughs> exactly. He's a captain. And you'll, you'll have reporters be like, this guy is calm, cool, and collected. Like, he basically sounds like the leader of this team every time they go up and talk to him. And that's kind of what you it's kind of what you want in a quarterback. You want a leader. You want a guy who can take control of the team and actually lock in and make your team good. And thank God we fired Frank Reich because that was not going to happen with him. So, Man, you know, the season's coming to an end, you know, in a couple, in not a couple weeks, but in a few weeks, right? We have like about five weeks, I think, right now. Yeah. And then let me go ahead and ask you, because as we get closer to the playoff picture, I think it starts all to come together. Um, excuse me. Who do you think are the contenders? And who do you think are the pretenders in the NFL right now? So for me, I feel like, at least this season for sure, I feel like the skill gap is super high between teams. Mm-hmm. That like it's kind of hard to tell. And I feel like a lot of teams get a lot of respect from me just because they're winning. And teams don't necessarily pick their schedule. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm going to just call you. I'm gonna, not like I'm going to just be like, yeah, you suck because yeah. you haven't beat a – team with over 500 record all year like they <laughs> like like the Cowboys can go out there and just like pick somebody to play yeah. like but I mean it's just for for me bro if I could choose anybody who couldn't necessarily be a pretender I'd probably only say like the Steelers mm-hmm. and that's honestly because just the offense is terrible like you yeah. can't you can't even watch you can't even watch like their games, bro. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, whenever they're on offense, you might as well switch the channel. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's straight like that, and I I just can't see them going far in the playoffs unless their defense can hold people to ten points. But I mean, you got legit teams. You got I, I still feel like the Cowboys are a legit team. Mm-hmm. I got Philly. I got the Dolphins. And honestly, with the way that the Bills played last night against the Philadelphia Eagles, they might be, they might go back up as a team, and what they, they might go what's called they play, would they be twelve and six or eleven and six? Uh, if they went out, if they went out, I think yeah, because they're right now they have five more games, right? Yeah. So I think they'd be eleven and yeah. six. So yeah, I mean, if, if they end up winning out, I still feel like that team. Just a really good team. They're a terrible team on the road, though. Mm-hmm. So that that's just the problem. So with I feel like if they do make the playoffs, they'll probably be a wild card team, and then they'll play most of the games on the road. Oh, yeah, they will. But, I mean, they, I'm pretty sure they're about to go into a bye week, and then they got the Chiefs mm-hmm. the week after at Arrowhead. 
So that'll be pretty tough. But, I mean, other than that, they only got two home games left. But they got a tough stretch of games besides the Chargers and the Bills. They're going to end up playing the Cowboys and the Dolphins too. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. I'm pretty sure, I mean, a, a different pretender I'd have would just probably not even, it, it's not even like obvious, but they're not even like that good of a team, but it's a team that might end up winning their division. I am going to say the Atlanta Falcons. And I've been watching this team because they, they're in my division, so I watch them almost every week. Man, they kept cutting on red zone to the, <laughs> um, to the Falcons in the um, Saints. Saints game. Was horrible. It was so bad. Every time they turned it turned the channel, it was always a turnover. Like, yeah. I was like, come on now. And bro, people were giving Derek Carr death threats. Oh, that's crazy. No one ever deserves death threats ever. Yes, never. And mm -hmm. it, it was crazy. Like, like I heard someone say, "I'll cash up somebody in Atlanta to make sure he don't make it back to New Orleans." Like it's like <laughs> football's never that serious. <laughs> never man. that serious, bro. And but but just just about the Falcons, bro. They're they're just one of those teams to where. Like they they might win this division this year, but it's gonna be like whenever the Washington Commanders oh, yeah. won the division at seven and nine. But you know they're not gonna almost beat the Tom Brady Super Bowl <laughs> champs. Yeah, bro. But 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 those are mine. All right, um, mine. I have a lot of the a couple of the same pretenders. You know the Falcons, of course, because they're just garbage. And then I have the Steelers. Um, and then I also have. The Seahawks, Lions, and Dolphins as pretenders. Just because the Seahawks, I think they are a good... These are all great, good teams. But I think when the moment comes for them to, like, play one of those top-tier teams in the um, in the playoffs, I think I don't think they're going to be able to, you know, hold themselves up to that standard that they've had, especially, you know, the Dolphins and the Seahawks. Because the Dolphins, you know, they really have been struggling with those good teams so far this season. And then the um, Seahawks... You know, you just saw what happened to them against the 49ers. And I just think, you know, when they have to play, like, the Eagles or the Cowboys or something. So, um, I don't know how they're going to – how it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. don't think they're going to really do that great against that those teams in that pass rush. Especially because, you know, in the pocket, I, I, it frustrates me because I just see him go, like, take a lot of those sacks instead of um, – he's not very um, fluid in the pocket, which is one issue that I have with Gino's game because Gino is pretty much – He's a pretty smart player when he's on the field, aside from that, you know? Yeah. And even whenever losing that Rams game mm -hmm. by one was really yeah. tough for the Seahawks. Because if they would have won that game, they would have been sitting at 7-4 and four right now, just right behind the 49ers. But right now at 6-5, and five, I mean, Seahawks could go out there, lose their next three, and the Rams might be second mm -hmm. in the division. You feel me? Yeah. So it's just – it's crazy to think about. And it's crazy to – see that stuff and how it happens too so and then um i have the lines up there just because they have a really good team all around but the biggest liability that they have is jared golf so like i can't really put my trust in jared golf hendon hooker might Hand start this hey, week yo he's not, he's not gonna start but he's coming he's pra able to practice now coming off that torn ACL that he had in college let him start let him st I've, I've been wanting Hendon hooker to play even though i know he was healing from that acl injury yeah. so i'd be i'd be excited if that happens and you know the contenders of course you have the eagles niners Ravens, the Cowboys are up there. Even though the Cowboys, like we said earlier, have not beat a team over 500, they're still a really great team. You know, they have um, arguably the defensive player of the year in Deron Bland over there with five pick sixes on the year, which is freaking insane. You know, I hate the Cowboys. I'm an avid hater. 
And I can't say anything about bad about a cornerback doing great, man. Burrow has more touchdowns than my wide receiver, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this man DJ Chark has three hey. touchdowns. Hey, all I have to say is I think Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith, what's it called? I think they tied him. Oh, almost not tied him. He, does, he doesn't have more than Devontae Smith no more. People were saying that before we played this week. So I'm glad Smitty got a touchdown. I think he did. I'm pretty sure. That's so wild, y'all. But, yeah, dude, five touchdowns, like, it's crazy. I think he has more than DeAndre Hopkins, too. That makes sense. I mean. But, like, still, that's freaking DeAndre Hopkins, man. Yeah. And then um, I have the Chiefs and Jaguars, right? Chiefs, you know, they could be a pretender, but at the same time, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of that team, so they'll never be a pretender in my eyes, you know? Because even though they have um, a suspect wide receiver group, you know, um, this is the best run game they've had in a, in a few years. You know, Travis Kelsey is still there. Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league. You know, not MVP because Jalen Hurst, you know what I'm saying? <coughs> Bro. How <But laughs> to plug. How to no plug. How to plug. But this is the best defense they've had in, a, um, I think, under Patrick Mahomes since he's been there. You know, and that's saying a lot, you know, because they used to have the Honey Badger up there at um, that safety position. He had two picks this weekend, yo. Mm-hmm. Honey well, Badger up. But, you know, it was, <laughs> it was Desmond Ritter throwing Desmond the Ritter. ball. So it was like, like, good for you, but come on now. Come on now. They had two picks and 15 points. That's insane. Um, But then you have the Jaguars, you know, which is, you know, they, I gave them a lot of slack earlier for winning a lot of, winning a lot of those close games. But, like, that's exactly what you want to do as a football team. You want to win. When the games are close, you do want to win those games. So even though they have been ugly wins, they have been wins. So you can't lock them for that. So that's why I think they're legitimate contenders in the AFC. But I really think at the end of the day, it's going to be an Eagles versus Ravens Super Bowl. Um, and I think that's going to be this is going to be the, that's going to be one of the most exciting Super Bowls that we've ever seen. If it's that, because you get two of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. You know, um, the Ravens who we've been waiting to go to the um, bowl ever since Lamar won that MVP. Jalen Hurts, who you know, you know how I, you know how I feel about him, bro. So, Philly not going to the bowl. Stop hating, bro. Stop just, hating. Just playing, bro. Yeah, you know, you know what's up. You know bro, what's up. bro. You know what's it up. It don't matter who go to the bowl. Because you know Philly gonna be in that bowl. All I know is that the Panthers gonna be there in two, three years. I, I, <laughs> That's I, all I know. I know a lot of those at home, uh, home maybe listening to this, probably saying, bro, it's gonna be Philly, um, Broncos, Philly Broncos. Oh my goodness. If if you're a Broncos fan listening to this, bro, shout out Russ. Let Russ cook. Broncos to the, actually nah. I'm a Panthers fan. What am I talking about the Broncos? <laughs> what am I talking about? I hope y'all lose the rest of y'all's games. Actually, that's what I think. And what am I talking about? <laughs> bro got bro got flashbacks. He was saying that bro got flashbacks of Peyton Manning. I, I, I remembered for a second. Bro was like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, what's it called? Games of the week, man. You know, um, always changing but always interesting. You want to go first? You want to go first? There's not too many good ones. I'm gonna just let you go first because I'm pretty sure we have the same. <laughs> right, um, first off, I got 49ers Eagles. This is the game that 49ers fans have been waiting for way more than the Eagles fans just because they've been talking a lot of trash ever since, you know, the Eagles beat them in the um, NFC Championship since Brock Purdy went down and Josh Johnson went down, which um, I understand why you're angry, but I understand why you're mad at us because nobody was out there to hurt nobody. You know, they were playing a game. Nobody gets injured anybody on purpose. Um, so, But this should be a really good game. The top two NFC teams battling out, which will have crucial playoff seeding um, um, consequences. You know, they'll if the um, 49ers win, you know, they'll obviously be one game behind Philadelphia. But Philadelphia still has to play the Cowboys afterwards, so that's going to be, you know, really tough. 
But um, if the 49ers win and the, the Eagles lose against the Cowboys, then the Niners will be able to, you know, jump the um, Eagles because they have a, the tiebreaker. So, you know, yeah. that's a game that Philadelphia needs to win, but that's also a game that San Francisco needs to win. And this is a game that the Philly, Philadelphia Eagles can't get behind, you know. Set the, um, I understand, you know, they're able to come back against the Chiefs and the Bills, but the Niners are built in such a way where um, they're going to make it really hard for you to come back on both sides of the ball. You know, next game I have the Broncos and Texans. You know, I think this is where I think Denver's win streak is going to end. You know, I think they have been playing really well, even though the Texans lost that last week. I think the offense will be a little bit too much with the Broncos' defense to handle. But I am, am very excited to see Tank Dell versus PS2. I think that should be a great matchup, and that should be a matchup we should be excited for for many years to come. And then the last game, I have the Seattle Seahawks against the Dallas Cowboys. This is a big opportunity here for the Seahawks to silence haters like me. But <laughs> I, I think the um, our Dallas has the opportunity to get the first win over the uh, over a 500 team, a team over 500, and then Gino will be tested by that Cowboys pass rush because you know that Cowboys pass rush is going to be crucial, especially after seeing how that O line played against the 49ers pass rush. I do think the Cowboys, you know, have them a little bit because they do have Michael Parsons. DeMarcus Lawrence has been playing really great this year. And then it should be an interesting matchup to see whoever's guarding um, DK, whether it's Stephon Gilmore or it's um, Deron Bland. I'm excited to see how they handle that because, you know, DK Metcalf is a freaking freak of a human. So that should be interesting. I mean, yeah, and pretty good games of the week. Those are really just the best games of the week in general. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the the way is over. We're going to see who's the best team in the NFC this week. Really? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, I mean, one game me personally I'm looking forward to is definitely the Browns versus Rams. <clears throat> and that's mainly because you see the you see the Rams. They're sitting at 5-6 and six right now, just behind the Seattle Seahawks at, what's it called, 6-5. Six six and and five. Five. Yep. And Seattle has a legit chance to lose this week mm-hmm. this weekend against the Cowboys. So if they can go ahead and take if they can go ahead and take a loss to the Cowboys and the Rams go and beat the Browns with DTR shining at quarterback. And I I know the Rams haven't looked too crazy this year. I don't even know if DTR is gonna start because he got a concussion last game. So, really? Yeah, so he might be out because of concussion protocol. And that's a whole other reason. Yeah, because PJ are gonna win. have PJ Walker in and then I don't know if PJ Walker's gonna bring um, lead him to the I love PJ Walker. Panthers legend. Panthers legend PJ Walker. Didn't y'all still lose that game when you threw that Hail Mary to um to DJ Moore? Yes, we did. That's so crazy. I don't know how y'all lost that game. That was a crazy play though. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they they just got to win that game cuz after the Rams play the Browns, it won't look too good cuz they play the Ravens the week after. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just a really good game to win to not stay behind like we mm-hmm. said last week. Seattle Seahawks have a tough schedule coming yeah. up. They're going to go ahead and play the 49ers the week after this week, too. So why not go out there? Mm-hmm. Man, m- make both of y'all 6-6 six and six right now, and you just beat them mm-hmm. two weeks ago. So let's see if y'all win the tiebreaker. And another game I have is just Falcons and Jets, too. <laughs> it's going to be such a slugfest. It's the worst slugfest <laughs> I've ever seen be, in my life. Oh, my goodness. The worst slugfest I've ever seen in my life. You think that game's going to be worse than the um, Bears-Panthers? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I only say the Falcons and Jets just because the Falcons have a chance to win the division. And I really want the Jets to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need PS2 to lock up. I mean, not PS2. Sauce Gardner. My bad. 
Mm-hmm. But um, also DJ Reed. But then I, my, the uh, thing is with them though is their quarterback situation is so messed up right now because the two Tim quarterbacks Boyle. the two quarterbacks they have over Zach Wilson right now are not better than Zach Wilson, and they don't give him a better chance than Zach Wilson did. So I I don't understand the move at all really. Like, I understand why y'all bench Zach Wilson, but at that at the same time. You know, y'all could have traded if y'all wanted to keep playoff hopes alive until Aaron Rodgers came back. Y'all could have traded for Jameis Winston. Like Jameis Winston would have been throwing up, you know, um, Jameis balls. But who doesn't love a good Jameis ball every now and then? Pause. 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 <laughs> but then the third game, Jameis already touched on it. 49ers and Eagles, bro. But j- just definitely <laughs> game of the week, game of the year, even maybe. And it's going to be held at Philly, Mm -hmm. and hopefully it's not raining again, stuff like that. So if 49ers lose or Eagles lose, we don't hear all the excuses that we're going to hear. Be like, bro, Jalen Hurts is playing on one leg. Bro, they hit Brock Purdy. Bro, the reps. We're going to hear it all, y'all. I hope Brock Purdy stays healthy the whole game. Hope all the players stay healthy the whole game. So just so there's no excuses either way. You know, there's Dallas, gonna be an excuse. There's gonna be an excuse. Refs, refs. <laughs> bro, it's gonna be y'all saying that. I'm not, bro. Well, probably. Yeah, but what's it called? <laughs> the Bills are saying that he like they didn't come. Bills are saying that after this game, like they weren't the most penalized team in the league coming into this week. No, for real. But you know, top five teams in the NFL. You gonna go ahead and go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Starts number, five, five number one. one. Offense, the Bengals. <laughs> number okay. one, the Carolina Panthers after <laughs> yes, the move they made. Not for real. The the Panthers actually were celebrating Victory Monday today <laughs> because we fired Frank oh, Reich. Before before we do that, my bad, I want to ask you, you know, it's been a tough weekend for you. Um, not only did the Panthers lose, Ohio Bro. State lost to Michigan. No. <laughs> do you want to discuss anything about that right now before, you know, uh, the podcast is over? Yeah, man, actually, it, it has been a tough weekend. And I say that both my teams lost. But um, I mean, there's there's not much you can do. You feel me? You, you I mean, Ohio State might get rid of Ryan Day. He's one and three against Michigan. He's one and three against ranked teams. Like, well, ranked teams in the playoff. Well, of course, the playoff mm-hmm. team is ranked. But in the playoffs, he's one and three. And I'm pretty sure just beating ranked teams in general, he's lost more than he's won. I know this year we beat two ranked teams, but I mean, it's it's nothing crazy. But just in general, I feel like Ryan Day might be done. There was this one guy that tweeted out before the game. He was like, "Show them why you deserve this, Ryan Day. Go beat Michigan." Then at the end, it was a, it was literally an Ohio State legend. I forget his name. But then at the end of the game, he tweeted, "At Ryan Day, you have to go." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? But it, it was just crazy to see. But I mean, there, there's not much you can do. Whenever stuff like that happens, you had Kyle McCord get pressured on the last play of the game. But, I mean, we were driving, though, yeah. that last drive. So, it, it was honestly – it was just a really fun game. We almost came back. They got a lot of momentum from that um, – what's it called? I, f- I forget how to pronounce his last name. But that injury that they took to their um, guard who has played 41 games, their longest tenure guard that they have on the team. But – um. Just that in general, bro. I'm just hoping we do better next year. And then, you know, while we're on top of college football, you know what I want to talk about want us to talk about the Alabama versus Auburn game. 
And then that game the, was crazy. the game winner, uh, Milrow threw in the back of the end zone, at the back of the left end zone. And yeah. that was... Bro, y'all don't even understand. I'm sitting there watching it because they got hit with the um, intentional grounding, the play before it happened. And I'm like, okay, they just lost it down on third down mm-hmm. and just got moved back like 10 yards. It is fourth and goal on the 31-yard line. And I'm like, wow, like, this is over. <laughs> like, they, they sent it to commercial. I'm just thinking about getting on the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I'm sitting there. I'm like, let me just watch so, like, th- they can celebrate beating Bama and I can, te- I can text my friend that they're not making the playoff. When I tell y'all I'm watching it, this man Jalen Moreau is just standing. They sent three guys at him. But my biggest thing was, no way Isaiah Bond only has one corner on him. (laughs) (laughs) That is their best receiver. And he has one guy on him. He just tosses it up in the corner. And and people might say, yeah, push off, push off, push off. That happens every single play. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you have more than one guy there, that's not a touchdown. And just seeing that, bro, like, y'all should have seen my face. No, I think the funniest thing was when they zoomed in on that one girl's face <laughs> in the crowd and she was just bawling her eyes yes. out. I started crying. Bro, because it was just like, ain't no way. Like, no way I really witnessed that real time. Uh-huh. And that's something crazy. Like, imagine you were in the, like, front row right behind that. Mm. There was a guy that posted on TikTok a video. He was, I think it was just one of the media guys. Literally took a video of literally right there. And Isaiah Bond holding up the touchdown sign. It was literally crazy and it, bro we're, we're i can't even like say anything bro like just a good win by bama it was crazy to see how auburn choked like that literally the most ultimate choke job i've ever seen by a team pause pause <laughs> all right um yeah let's go ahead and get to your top five teams now man now we got those things off our chests yeah bro i mean number five i'm gonna go ahead and put this team has not, I don't think it's ever touched my top five at all, actually, since we started this, which is kind of crazy. But I'm going to go ahead and put the Dallas Cowboys in there. And they've won their last three. It doesn't look like they're going to stop winning anytime soon. I mean, they, they got just one of the most prolific offenses in the league and a great defense. Then at number four, I'm going to go ahead and put the Detroit Lions Hmm. At number four. Really? Bro, I'm high on him, bro. You know mm. this. Mm. You know this. I'm shocked. And I'm putting him at four. Just a really big fan of him. Y'all know I want Ben Johnson. I want to take him from the team. Number three, San Francisco 49ers. And that's just because, bro, I promise y'all, it. I need a bet against Philly again. I need my get back from this Kansas City and um, what's it? Why am I totally forgetting a team? The Ravens. Nah, they're they're up there. You know what? Scratch Detroit. Cause I want Kansas City in mine. Okay, that's what I was. That's what I was. I was, like, I was wondering where that was, they were gonna Scratch be. Detroit. That's what I was confused. So okay. I'm at number four. Kansas City. Okay. Number three, I got San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Number two, Baltimore. Number one, Philly. Philly, Philly, baby. Say it. Say it for the one time. No. Say it. Say it for the one no. time. Keep pounding. Go it. Panthers. Nah, nah. I know you want to say it. Keep hey, pounding. Hey. Go Panthers. Hey. If you want it, if, 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 if the um, Eagles win this week, 
you know, I want you to say it on the podcast. No. I want you to say <laughs> What will it take for you to say Philly Philly on the pod? I don't even know. Sheesh. What will it take? Maybe maybe, maybe we'll have to, like, drop a poll. Okay. And we, we'll see what people say. All right. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. My list is pretty, stays pretty much the exact same as last week. We, all, we have the same five teams. Number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys as well. You know, um, great football team, but I don't think they're better than the 49ers, who I have at four. Kansas City Chiefs at three is Patrick Mahomes. They had a dominating win. I know it was the Raiders, but, you know, Raiders have new life in them. So I feel like, and, you know, coming down 14-0 after thir- only 13 um, offensive yards early in the game to win by 31, I think that deserves to put them at three. Excuse me. And number two, have the Baltimore Ravens. They say the same as last week. You know, Lamar Jackson freaking electric player. Nelson Aguilar, I think he scored a touchdown. I think, or maybe I'm bugging He just had a big play. Mm-hmm. I know it's Nelson Aguilar, you know. I've always loved Nelson Aguilar, even though a lot of people hate him because he drops, he drop, he does drop a lot of passes, I'll give him that. But you know, um, Zay Flowers, two tuds on the game, um, had that trash celebration. Lamar wasn't feeling it, the flower bouquet touchdown celebration. Then he scored late in the game. I didn't think he should have scored late in the game, honestly, that last touchdown he scored. I thought that he should have went down at like one or something and let them run, run the clock out, but just, um, Justin Herbert couldn't get the job done anyway, so it didn't matter. The number one, you already know, Philly, Philly, baby. Boo. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, MVP, front runner, five tuds on the last game. You know, um, just, man, what else could you want, man? What else could you What else could you want from besides Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, Mylotta? You saw the picture, Kelsey, Hurts, uh, Swift, you know, just, I love it, bro. I love the game. I love the hustle. All right. Bro's hitting us with quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what's it called? What did Jalen Hurts say? He said, keep the main thing the main thing. That's what they do. They just keep winning. That's the main thing, and all they do is win. So you can't really hate. I'm just The only thing I'm upset about is that the one loss we have on the season is to Zach Wilson. <laughs> that's, that's real. That's the only thing I'm upset about. And the thing is, Zach Wilson even scored a touchdown. The only touchdown they scored was because um, we threw a damn near pick six at the end of the game and Brees Hall just walked in so we could go down the field and score again just yeah. to throw another interception. But, you know, um, yeah, that's that's my top five this week. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Again, we hope y'all had a, th- we hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving with y'all's families. We are glad to be back. Hopefully y'all enjoyed our episode last week. We're going to drop another one this Friday. And if you tuned in today, thank you. If you've been tuning in throughout this whole time, thank you. And you got anything to say before we head out, Jane? No, nah, if you're new, just welcome. You know, um, follow us on all socials. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find you get your podcasts. And um, we appreciate you guys. All right. We'll see you all Friday. I'll see you all.